Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. For episode nine of Stadium Drive, Wyatt, we have an awesome guest with us today, Sarah Bajetti of women's basketball, the spark plug of this team, team 17 and four right now, best offense in the ACC, and the girl who's been behind the majority of it these last four games, she's with us right now. But before we get into any of that, I just want to talk to Sarah about Sarah girl we know you're from Finland so mm-hmm. let's uh let's hear a little bit about who you are oh uh, yeah um I don't know um it's kind of a dilemma because I'm two different people uh on and off the court um off the court Sarah is just you know a little sweetheart goofy just likes to make everybody happy and have a good time and then on the court, Sarah is kind of more feisty, non-approachable, just annoying, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to make friends because especially in the athletic world, people go based on how I play. So, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I guess annoying I guess annoying depends on uh, what color you're wearing. If you're in the garnet and gold, you're amazing. If you're uh, in orange and green, you're probably not so much. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah so um, when did you start getting into basketball Sarah I mean what was were your parents involved in pushing the basketball into your hands is that something you became interested in who was kind of your influence to get you into the game um yeah I, I started really late I was playing tennis as my primary sport um I was also singing at the time and just like um around 13 I really got into basketball after my father kind of challenged me he was kind of like well tennis is more your sport and you're like uh, undersized anyway. And that was kind of something that sparked a a competitiveness in me. And I've been going at it ever since. Competitive in your roots, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know my brother played at time. Like at that time, like he played, I have three brothers. So my older brother was playing basketball, but I didn't know, like I didn't like, pay attention (laughs) (laughs) so um after that we were playing outside all the time and just he was dunking on me and I would not let up like I would just win at all costs like if I had to push him every time he dunked or like foul him really hard I would as long as I got the win so yeah playing with boys growing up with them you probably turned into a competitor that way too talk Mm -hmm. to us a little bit about you know your family kind of living in Finland and in that mm-hmm. lifestyle and you sound very American. So, you know, <laughs> are the roots Finnish or did you guys just kind of live there? Um, so yeah, we're, um, I mean, the children uh, are born and raised in Finland. Uh, my parents are both from Africa, dad's from Cameroon and mom's from Morocco. Um, and yeah, I mean, family full of just fighters. My dad moved from Cameroon at the age of like 18 to go to the Soviet union to study medicine. And my mom came with um, her brother who worked at Nokia at the time. And they've been grinding ever since and just pushing their kids to to be as great as they can. And 
yeah, like I said, a, a very passionate family would never let me settle for anything. So definitely comes from the roots. Nice. Are they still in Finland? And did you just make the decision to come over here for basketball? Yeah, uh, everybody in my family is still in Finland. And yeah, once once I really started getting good at it and um, getting looks from college, um, I definitely made the the choice to to come to America, America, even though I don't have family here, but it's been a great decision. So you started at Arizona State, and then you transferred over here uh, when mm-hmm. Coach Sue Samurai was still here. Um, what what made you decide Florida State, and uh, what what was the appeal of, of Florida State when you chose to come here? Um, well, Florida State was in my top three uh, when I did commit to Arizona State, um, and I I was really like all in to come here. Just um, I was young, different things appealed um, to me at that time. Like they had um, January, uh, a player in WNBA that was there. And I saw a lot of myself in her. So I really wanted to be mentored by her. Um, But it it ended up not being the best fit for me. So I just went with uh, my initial instinct that I wanted to come to FSU and found my new home here. Nice. Well, I know you mentioned that you sang as a child. I have a funny story for you. This is honestly like the first thing I ever remember about you. And it's also the first month that I was ever working at Seminole Productions. (laughs) So ESPN comes in and this producer, Seth Miller, is awesome. And he Mm -hmm. was high on this idea that we were going to get you singing the Finnish national anthem. Well, this game, as you probably remember, was back and forth the whole time, high intensity. Mm -hmm. ESPN wants to go to break. I tell ESPN, we are not going to break because we have to get this Finnish national anthem in. You're at the free throw line. It's a tie game, three and a half minutes to go. I'm sure you remember it. And we play your Finnish national anthem. And the whole control room is laughing so hard because it's over gameplay. Here it is. So Sarah Pichetti has had a really nice game off the bench. And she was on the voice for kids in her native Finland in 2012. And we have proof that she could sing. Here's the Finnish national anthem. Kid has talent. Hit both of her free throws. Rotman is another fan. Says, take this. She might not be able to sing as well as Sarah, but she can shoot. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's funny. <laughs> yeah. The tail end of that play is Lodamai also from uh from your uh from your home nation. And what's your relationship yeah. with her? You guys kind of had a great meeting in pregame. I remember filming that and mm-hmm. you played on the Finnish national team. What's mm-hmm. that experience like playing for a national team? Um, that's amazing. It's a great blessing. Uh, Lothamai has been uh, a big part of my journey as a basketball player as well. Um, I don't know if y'all know much about 
fins, but they're very like mellow, don't show emotions, very fundamental. And um, Lothamai always had that edge to her. Um, I believe her father is like a coach, a hockey coach. So she was also like very aggressive, just like me. So we would go at it at practice all the time. And we like better, like bettered ourselves without like getting into it. Like what happened on the court stayed on the court. And after that, we would be cool. So it was great to have that competition. Um, that was like rare in Finland because like I said, they really don't show emotions that much. Unless they have a basketball in their hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she knows that that three couldn't have been more timely as you're defending her in the Finnish national anthem just finishes playing and she drains one. <laughs> yeah, let's not tell her that. We need her to boost up her ego. <laughs> and I mentioned earlier you're hitting your stride playing your best basketball, but also your mom is here and I know how close you are to your parents. And so, you know, is that any coincidence that all of that is happening right now? Um, I don't think so. Uh, like, my mom is my safe place. Uh, and I feel like my biggest competition is my mental. So every time, like, the, the beginning of the season where I struggled a lot, like, especially with my shot, it was all mental. Like, I would kind of tell myself, like, um, I can't hit a shot. I can't do all that. So once my mom came here and, and she has just been – amazing spending time with me I felt like I felt relaxed I got that confidence back and I've been I felt like myself ever since so she's actually leaving tomorrow so I'm kind of nervous <laughs> <laughs> no just stay stay remembering you're a d1 baller let's get into mm. some of those stats last night your fourth quarter performance Sarah you came into the fourth having only three points on the game 12 of the 15 points that you scored last night came in the last four and a half minutes of the game. Wyatt's got the clips queued up. Well, let's talk about that performance, Sarah. Just, you know, you, you hit you hit a big three in the corner, and then the shots just started to fall, and, and you you went on 11, 11 straight points for Florida State. Yeah, I don't know what happened, because honestly, y'all, I was pissed off that whole game. I don't know what it was, but I was on edge, um, and I don't know um, – those last minutes, I just didn't want to lose. So I kind of got out of myself. And, and my teammates and my coaching staff did a great job at the end of just saying, like, Sarah, go do what you do. Um, let everything go, like, whatever you're feeling right now. And that's what I did. I, when I made that first shot, I was like, okay, like, I can do this. And I just went on the run. And, yeah, we got the win. <laughs> yeah, and you were down by 10 heading into the fourth, too. So, you know, what was that feeling like being able to put the team on your back and get the dub? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I also like kind of like reflected on on myself during that quarter, and I was like, you know, my team is a is a energy team. They feed off of energy. So of course, if if me, who's a big part of you know being vocal, being energetic all the time, smiling all the time, and all of a sudden I'm not you know present mentally. I'm not there. Of course, it's gonna get it's gonna have an effect on my team. So. I was kind of like, okay, I got to turn this up. So when I was able to make that shift, so did my team. Like everybody that took a shot or, or went to the basket, you know, they was confident on making it. Everybody was taking care of the ball. Everybody handled business on defense. So 
that was kind of like to me, like Sarah, like even if I'm not scoring consistently or I'm struggling, I'm still a part of the team in, in multiple different ways. So I got to take pride in that and be consistent with it. No doubt. So for those that aren't up to speed with women's basketball, here are your stats. Before Boston College on January 8th, you were scoring 9.1 points per game, only 14% from the three. In the next four games, you're averaging 19.5 points a game, 46% from the three. And you defeated number 11, NC State. So let's just talk a little bit about what has changed in your game in developing that spark plug or just really like how it feels to come out like this. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said in the beginning, I'm a very uh, passionate, emotional player, and it's mostly mental for me. Um, like I said, I've been a baller since, you know, I've been young. Young, I got into national team at the age of 17, being the leading scorer. So I feel like my abilities have never been a limit to me, especially with my work ethic. But my mental has always been something that sometimes limits me. So finding that comfort, um, being able to relax myself and believing in myself um, just gave me the ability to, to thrive and play the basketball that I'm capable of. So that is something that I'm going to continue to do, um, practice a lot of, you know, positive self-talk um, and just stay at the gym and keep doing what I do. Well, let's see you in that element. Let's see your top three plays from the last four games. So starting off at number three against NC State, number 11 in transition. Big time three off the assist from Taylor O'Brien. More from this game later. Play number two, this was last night against Virginia. Two minutes to go in the fourth. This is the dagger three-point. Pretty much put the game away, Sarah. Yes, sir. Why not? And then I think we all know what number one is. Same game from NC State. Not a question about it. Green light from the logo, Sarah. Take us through this play. Oh, <laughs> like I said, uh, when I'm in that confidence mode and and I'm feeling it, you know, I feel like there's no limits for me. So when I released that shot, I was like, yeah, it's going in. When I do that little three hop thing, just know it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> three hop, it's going in. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got some fun tweets to the crowd was going wild first one from your former teammate your girl amaya brown mm -hmm. stop playing with my sis how is amaya you guys still keep up what was it like seeing this from her oh my gosh first of all y'all i'm on a social media break because you know i just i felt like there was bad energy there so that can also be a factor on, on why i'm playing really good but i did not see that tweet but amaya she always has my back, always great vibes. You know, she's thriving in her new school. I'm so happy for her, too. So, yeah, it's always good vibes with her. Love her to death. And that's cute. Respect to no socials. Send her a text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got you. I'll send her right now. Tweet number two might be negative from some, but you've got a fan club cooking. Mm, wow. That's cute. Oh, yeah, that's yours. She's, she's on the fan club. I have to tell you, too, there were tons of comments. So the fans are 
vibing. And then I saw one in a foreign language. I thought this has to be finished, right? So you've got someone in your home country rooting for you too, but we need you to translate it for us. <laughs> so it said the last three games, 21 points, 26 points, and today 25 points. Looking good. Hashtag basketball. Hashtag um like the Wolf Ladies. So the Wolf Ladies is like um, our national team. Like our symbol. Our, whoa, 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 y'all. Tonight, allowed to <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of our um, our mascot, like the wolves. So we the men are the the male wolves, and we're the female wolves. So that's kind of our hashtag. Do you guys howl? Yes. Oh my God. When we we're like the U16 and up, like the rookies would have to go in front. And when we sprint, like we would have to out like, oh, and it'll be so <laughs> embarrassing because the ones in the back would not be doing it. So yes, that. oh, that's good. And now you got a major compliment coming. You're getting compared to the Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart would be does is it? Wow. Hey. Look at these. I haven't seen all these. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's Didn't even take wanted. that much digging. Yeah. Oh, that's, nice. that's what I wanted to get into a little bit, Sarah. You mentioned it earlier when we started the show about you're kind of wearing two different hats. You know, you're the bubbly, fun personality in pregame, but when that game starts, you're you're, you know, I think you've been lovingly called the irritant of the Florida State women's basketball team. And, you know, very similar to Marcus Smart, he's kind of the same way. Defensive player of the year, likes to kind of play up on people and and, and be a disruptor on defense. Just take us through that part of your game and, and why you take pride on, on that side of the ball. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, younger playing in Finland, I wasn't really allowed to show as much emotion. So uh, throughout like my freshman year, I came in as a freshman. People are expecting me to, you know, go fill up a bottle and calm down. And I was kind of like, no, like I'm the underdog and I'm coming for everybody's spot. So it's kind of like a natural character, characteristics that I have that some people see as negative. But, you know, I feel like people that have as much passion and love for the game can understand. Um, but I've been, I feel like misunderstood is something that I um, kind of like call myself is because freshman year, um, they didn't like that approach. Second year, you know, with the minutes that I got um, or second year, I, I sat out the third year. So last year with the minutes that I got, you know, I tried to make the most out of it, but still kind of struggling with my identity with what was needed on the team, which was like a pass for pass first point guard. So now I'm in a team where who I am is being embraced. They love the mm -hmm. bubbly me outside of the court, you know, the loving me, but then on the court is just go off, do what you got to do, irritate the heck out of everybody. And if it gets to that fighting stuff, my teammate got me because I'm running. I like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll keep it classy, but my teammates always got my back. So we body it, we get through it. A G is a great way to describe your sense of style. You're the fashion icon of this team. You describe it as classy and bougie with a switch up. I love that. I really resonate with it. I feel that my style could be a little comparable if I try my best, but it has nothing mm -hmm. to the fits you've put together this season. 
How about one? Balenciaga sweater. The Balenciaga uh, got canceled like two days after. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wore it like two days prior. So I wouldn't yeah, get canceled, you, you know? Yeah, you got it in beforehand. <laughs> and then that green fit that was the second fit there. I have an idea that that might have been what you wore to the Miami game, posting up in green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's nice with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, yeah, that's a cute one. That is a period. Cute one. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love having fun with it. Ooh, that's that's my first coach bag that I bought myself, and I had the matching coach boots. So, I was so excited oh, for that. girl. I was going to yeah. ask you, like, so, I mean, where you shop? Sorry, you go. Um, Everywhere. Like, so I do, like, streetwear mostly online. So I'll do, like, Boohoo Men. Um, Shein has some good stuff um, that's, like, cheap. And then just I'll do, like, some small local business stuff. And then I have, like, a few customized. I do, like, sew, like sewing stuff and I'm actually working on my like my own clothing line that's gonna like probably launch in hopefully in June, so, so cool. just being Sign creative with it. For the yes, merch. but still having kind of like that European in me. That last outfit, like the dress, that's more of like a European style. Um, and you know, my mom's Moroccan, so she'd rather see me in dresses than you know streetwear. So I gotta gotta respect <laughs> the mama and, and make her happy too. <laughs> And we also envision that as like your lawyer fit a little bit. I know that you're a crim major girl. So let's talk a little bit about those aspirations and how Florida State is a perfect place for a crim major with the number one department in the country. Yeah, criminology is super interesting. Um, And as much as I would love to be in the FBI, uh, that's not going to be like the route for me. It's just like a great base. Um, But Uh, I would love to work with contracts. So kind of like after um, my basketball career, whenever that ends. um, And if I could do it at the same time, I would love to work, you know, as an attorney, like with contracts, but with athletes, kind of like in the NBA, NFL, but with a a twist to it. So because I am uh, really creative with like social media, content creating, and then my fashion, it would be like an amazing thing to represent, you know, players that also want to boost up their image and have somebody to guide them with their fashion. So I would have like full control of an athlete and their image. So I don't know if people do that, but that would be something that I'm very interested in. With a twist seems so you. Classy and bougie with a twist. Calm and collected with a twist of spice on the court. And even in your career, it doesn't matter if people don't do it. You'll be the one to do it. Yes, I am. (laughs) So kind of wrapping up, the team is legit. You know the conference stats, but we're going to list them anyways. The Knowles are leading the ACC in points per game, free throw percentage, and you've made the most threes of any school in the conference. You have the third highest margin of victory. You're third in total rebounds. KK is second in block shots. Tanaya leading the conference in scoring by a mile. Jazz has the best assist to turnover ratio of any player in the league. And, I mean, Wyatt? 
I mean, you guys are you guys are playing some of the best basketball in the ACC, which is, I mean, historically and this season, still the most competitive conference in the ACC. So, what about this team allows you to compete day in and day out with some of the best teams in America? Um, I mean, just like Alex just mentioned, so many players in different categories. Um, we have ten players that can dress up and show up anytime and people are worried about you know this person on the scout well if you take this person we got somebody else stepping up so we're very unguardable and like I've said the losses that we've taken this season are strictly because of ourselves and and not staying with our own game plan but um, we're very dominant when it comes to our offense our defense and yeah it's we're very hard to guard and play against so it's very scary for every team in the country, in my opinion. And just like, I guess I kind of just want to ask about how, you know, it feels to be a part of this team that is emerging so well. Obviously last year, you know, you finished the season 17 and 10 and you've got 17 wins on the board already. Mm -hmm. So what's it like just seeing that, you know, the team develop and, and Coach Brooke and, and Coach Bill coming in and really making that impact? Um, I feel like, you know, what everybody sees in kind of like the college atmosphere, how different schools operate, um, I would say that this team is very surreal. Coaching staff, what you see is what you get. They're as real as they can, they can be. Uh, this team, you know, everybody genuinely loves each other. There's so much maturity. There's no bad blood. You know, there's no competing with each other. We're just competing to be the best version of ourselves. Um, and that's 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 scary because it's it seems so unrealistic, unheard of, you know, especially coming from a person who has been to another institution. And and yeah, it's it's a blessing to be a part of a team like this. I've I'm definitely I've definitely made friends with my teammates that are gonna be in my life forever. Um, and yeah, it's a blessing. Mm, amen, sister. Mm -hmm. Last thing for the fans that are still sleeping on women's basketball, not watching this incredible team yet. What is one thing that you want those fans to know? Man, stay sleep, to be honest, like, <laughs> cause we gonna keep doing us. Uh, we're not worried about the fans. We just worry about, um, you know, not not our fans. We love our fans, but the haters, they can stay asleep. They can keep that same energy. When we have that ring in our fingers, they have to keep that same energy. I don't want to hear no upset or or surprise season. Like, we've been known this. Like, we've been known this from the jump. So, like I said, everybody keep the same energy, but we coming. Absolutely. Next time the Knolls are coming is Sunday. They play Pitt at home. Um, I'll be producing that game. First women's basketball I'm producing. So yeah. if you want me to get anything in, like a finished national anthem, you let me know. Girl, mm -mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can watch the Knowles at 2 p.m. in the Donald L. Tucker Center. It's a really fun team to watch. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun. And good luck with the rest of your season. Thank you for having me.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.